0: Okay, welcome back everyone to the show. I have a really special guest for you today. Her name is Dr. Debbie Silber, and she is the CEO and founder of the PBT Post Betrayal Transformation Institute and is a holistic psychologist, a health mindset, and personal development expert. The author of the number one best selling book, The Unshakable Woman Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis. Trust Again Overcoming Betrayal and Regaining Health confidence and happiness and her forthcoming book from hardened to healed the effortless path to release resistance get unstuck and create a life you love her recent phd study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changes how long it will take to heal in addition to being on fox cbs the dr oz show tedx twice and more she's an award-winning speaker coach author dedicated to helping people move past any blocks preventing them from the health, work, relationships, confidence, and happiness they want most. Welcome to the show.
1: Uh, Thank you so much. Looking forward to our conversation.
0: I am excited to, um, you know, go into post-betrayal syndrome. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can start there and you can explain what that really is.
1: Yeah, sure. So first of all, nobody studies betrayal because they're like, oh, this is an interesting topic. No, you study it because you have to. And uh, it's my 30th year in business. And as life yeah. would change and morph and grow, so would so would business. And I uh, started in health and mindset and personal development. And then I had a really uh, challenging betrayal from my family. A few years later, it happened again. This time it was my husband. Got him out of the house and I'm like, okay, well, what's similar to these two experiences, of course me. Um, and I realized something drastic has to change. So four kids, six dogs, the thriving business. I was 50 years old. I'm like going back for a PhD. I had no idea how I was going to pay for it, how was going to manage the time. But it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential because I was changing so much. I couldn't really understand it. He was too on his own, wasn't ready to look at that. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back, what helps us heal and what happens to us physically, mentally and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat and deceive. That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries which changed my health, my business, my family, and my life. Now to answer your question, Post-betrayal syndrome was one of those three discoveries. Mm. And um, what we learned was that there's actually this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. So we've had, I don't know, 35,000 people or so take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. A few things about that quiz. One thing is we've all heard time heals all wounds, Right. Mm-hmm. I have the proof when it comes to betrayal. That's not true mm-hmm. because people, there's a, uh, a question that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like my betrayal happened 35 years ago and I'm unwilling to trust again. My betrayal happened, you know, 15 years ago, it feels like it happened yesterday. So we know that uh, it doesn't work the same way for betrayal. And, and every few months I pull the stats from the quiz. If we have time, I'm happy to share the physical, the mental and the emotional, you know, yeah, actually,
0: on. that would be great if you can go into that a little bit. Sure. Okay.
1: Um, and because what's so interesting is people are like, oh, well, it's just stress. Oh, well, it's just aging. No, it's not. It's your unhealed betrayal. And this really can be from a betrayal that happened, I'm talking decades ago, mm-hmm. if it's if it's unmanaged, if it's not healed. So this is every uh, age group has been represented, just about every country. Um, and we have- Here, 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. That's just exhausting. 94% deal with painful triggers. And some of those triggers can just take you right down. Mm -hmm. The most common physical symptoms 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue. So you wake up in the morning, you you sleep all night, you wake up, you're exhausted. Those are your adrenals that have crashed. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food for comfort. 45% have digestive issues. Anything from Crohn's, IBS, constipation, diarrhea, diverticulitis, across the board. Didn't matter. Mental, the most common mental changes. 78% are overwhelmed. 70% walking around in a state of disbelief. 68% are unable to focus. 64% are in shock. 62% are unable to concentrate. So just take those. You have you can't concentrate. You have a gut issue. You're exhausted and you're supposed to raise your kids and work and get through your day. That's not even the emotional ones. Emotionally, 88% have extreme sadness. are angry. You go back and forth between those two and it's exhausting. 82% feel hurt. 80% have anxiety. 79% are stressed. Here's why I wrote the book Trust Again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to
0: move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Wow. So you know, one thing, one experience can completely debilitate you for a very long time, right? So um, can it be just one experience that can can lead to all of this? It absolutely can. And that was part of one of the other discoveries that
1: betrayal is a very different experience. You know, think about it. The person, the people you trusted the most, the ones or the the person, the the one, the many who gave you that sense of safety and security, those are the ones to take it away. So it's, it's absolutely uh, traumatizing. And you know, and and here's the thing. Originally, I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. Post-traumatic growth is like, if you can imagine, kind of an upside of trauma. How trauma, whatever it is, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever, leaves you with a new awareness, insight, perspective you didn't have. But I had been through death of a loved one and I've been through disease. I mean, I was in the ICU for 11 days, story for another day. But uh, and then with the betrayal, I was like, wow, this feels so different, but I didn't want to assume. So I asked my study participants and I said, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? Everybody said, oh my gosh, it's so different. Here's why. Because it feels so intentional, mm-hmm. we take it so personally. Yeah. So the whole self gets totally shattered and has to be rebuilt. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they're all destroyed Mm -hmm. and they all have to be rebuilt. So it didn't quite qualify for post-traumatic growth. It was like, yes, it's post-traumatic growth, but you also have to rebuild the self. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation. That's the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal.
0: Do you have, um, you know, maybe a certain age group or... Um, just, you know, what are the demographics of the people that come to you? Yeah, there is, there isn't
1: just one. That's the thing. I mean, this is what, what I see, you know, I want to answer your question this way. What I find so often is, yes, it could be later in life, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond, but what happens is very often that's not where it started, It very often it started from either the shattering of trust or from a belief system that didn't serve or something earlier in life. I'm not saying all the time, but but definitely sometimes that's the case. And then what happens is we move into these relationships, not because they're good, because they're familiar. Mm -hmm. It feels very familiar to what we you know, to what we know. But what happens is when we have repeat betrayals also, that's the sign of an unhealed. Betrayal, there is this profound lesson that you are, it's not that it's your, you know, it's your fault. It's your opportunity. There's something you need to learn. You are lovable, worthy, deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever it is until and unless you get that, you
0: will keep getting opportunities in the form of people to teach you.
1: Hmm.
0: And I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of people would think that it's their, their fault or it's something (sighs) they're doing right. Right. You take it so personally. And
1: that's why here's the thing. If you have to say this a hundred million times to yourself, it's worth it. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. This is someone else's lack, someone else's hole, someone else's void, someone else's past trauma, whatever it is that's creating their behavior. It really has nothing to do with you, although it directly affects us. So it's that weird dynamic there. But um what also happens with betrayal, and I, I'd love to get to the third discovery too, is it levels everything. It shatters everything. There's such a death and destruction of the old, but that allows for the rebirth of the new, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so many people though, they're so afraid of that complete and utter death and destruction, you know? But that's what betrayal creates, and but rebuilding from that is always a choice. Whether you rebuild yourself and move on—that's what I did with my family. It just wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something entirely new from the ground up with the person who hurt you, and that's what I did with my husband. So it's two totally different people. Um, not long ago, we married each other again. New rings new vows, new dress, and our four kids as our bridal party. Now I can promise you never in a bazillion years would I have done anything like that Mm -hmm. if I wasn't totally different. And for sure, if he wasn't either, but that crash and burn, like I said, allows for the new. And when we're so busy patching up,
0: we we can't get there. Wow. That's, that's incredible. So you said there was a, the, you were going to go into the third,
1: um, this for me was like in the geekiest way. I thought my head was going to fly off my body when this happened. <laughs> um, this discovery was, we realized that um, while we can stay stuck for years, decades a lifetime, and so many of us do, if we're going to fully heal and by fully heal, I mean symptoms of post-betrayal uh, syndrome to that whole healed, healthy, confident, place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five now proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we even know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Boy, is that good news? Healing's predictable. If we're willing to do what it takes, we will predictably move through those stages. And and I'm happy to share the five stages. Yeah, Please. Sure. Okay. So, um, they're fully mapped out in trust. Again, it's what we teach within the PBT Institute. All of our coaches are certified in the five stages, but here's a distilled version right here. So the first is like stage one is like a setup stage. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, Mm. what I saw with everybody was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental, you know, the thinking and doing and really neglecting the emotional and the spiritual, the feeling and being. Right. So if a table only has two legs, easy for that table to topple over. That's us. That's not to say if you are just busy, you're going to be betrayed. It was just the typical profile I saw. Stage two, by far the scariest of all of the stages. This is the shock. This is D Day Discovery Day. Mm-hmm. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So the sh- this shock ignites the stress response. So now you're headed for every single stress related symptom illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete and total state of overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind and understand what just happened. This makes no sense. Mm -hmm. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that govern you that prevent chaos. And in a moment or series of moments, every rule you've ever known to be real and true is no longer. The bottom's bottomed out and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. So it's terrifying. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything and everything you could to stay safe and stay alive. That's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Right? Like, it's that practical. Here's the trap, though. Stage three is the one most of us land and stay in. And here's why. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you're like, okay, all right, all right, we got this. We can do this. And here's where you start planting roots. Because we have no idea there's a stage four and stage five, we think this is it. Transformation doesn't even start until stage four. So four things start to happen. The first, when you're in stage three, the first thing is you start getting all these small self benefits. You get your story. You get to be right. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. You get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to. You know, you don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? Forget it. I'm not trusting anybody. And you start planting some deeper roots. You're not supposed to, but you don't know that. The next thing that happens is because this is where you are longer than you're supposed to be, Now your mind starts doing things like, maybe you're not that great. Maybe, you know, maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So you plant deeper roots. Now, because like energy attracts like energy, and these are the thoughts you're thinking, now you're calling situations and circumstances and people and relationships towards you to confirm, yep, this is exactly where you belong. It gets worse. I'll get you out of here. Because it feels so bad, but you don't know there's a stage four or stage five here's where you resign yourself. You're like, this stinks, but I don't know what else to do with this. So right here is where you want to numb, avoid, distract. So you start using things like food and drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, anything to numb, avoid, and distract yourself from what's so painful to feel or face. So think about it. You do it for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can say to somebody that emotional eating you're doing, or that numbing in front of the TV you're doing or that drinking you're doing. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And I'm not kidding. They would look at me like I'm crazy. And they would say, it happened 20 years ago. Do you see? It doesn't matter. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like time just stopped. Right. Exactly. And that's why, you know, trust again, maps out the five stages, but the newest book from hardened to healed is because I found most people get stuck in stage three. So from hardened to healed is just for those people stuck in stage three. I'm coming for you (laughs) because (laughs) that's where most people land and stay. And it's only because, you know, they don't even know there's that stage four and stage five. Right. Anyway, if you're willing to let go of the small self benefits, everything you get from it, you move to you you grieve more than the last bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo my experience, but I control what I do with it. And I always use the example of if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, your stuff's not all in there yet. It's not quite cozy. But you know it's going to be okay, and when you're in that mental place, you start to turn down the stress response. Now you're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you've been causing in stages two and stage three. What's really interesting about stage four also is if you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You know, you don't you don't take the things that don't represent the version of you you want to be. The minute you step foot in that new space, and what I found was if your friends weren't there for you. You don't take them with you right here is where you've outgrown them. And people say to me all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't join you. When you're in this mental space, you're making it cozy. You're making it home mentally. You move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. You were surviving. Now you do. Your mind is healing. You're making new rules. You're making new boundaries based on the road you just traveled. And you have a new worldview based on what you see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table in the beginning, it was just all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages.
0: Wow. And I, I can imagine for someone who um, you know, just went through a betrayal. Finding this is is life changing, right? Because they wouldn't have to have all that time of being in stage three, right?
1: Exactly. And, and that's it. And people ask me, well, how much time does it take to heal? Your willingness has more to do with it than anything. And uh, because now it's, it's proven it's research-based, you just have to do the steps and you will, you will move forward physically, mentally, and emotionally. You will go through stage five. I mean, that's just the way it works. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing not everybody wants to heal. And I know that sounds so crazy, but there were, there were actually three groups in the study who didn't heal. And the, and I want to share this just in case, you know, anybody listening is like, Oh, that's what I'm doing. The first group, that was the group that refused to accept their betrayal. Like they had their story and they were sticking with it. That was it. The second group was the group that was numbing, avoiding, distracting. You know, they ran to the doctor who put them on a mood stabilizer or anti-anxiety med, or, um, you know, they started emotionally eating or drinking and, you know, may have made the, the day a bit easier, not without a price. And the third group, this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. So maybe it was because of fear of breaking up a family, financial fear, religious reasons. That was a big one, fear of the unknown. They just tried to put it behind them, just tried to overlook it. I saw two things with this group, the first was a further deterioration of the relationship. And the second was this group was the most physically sick. Mm. Your broken heart can't handle that, but I get it. There's so much fear, but you know, fear of all of those different things. So they just don't want to have that crash and burn, but they're really um, preventing the best version of them to show up and who knows possibly the best version of that other person as well. You know, betrayal will show you who someone truly is or who they temporarily became. And as much of a shock as it is for the person who's been betrayed, it can be that big of a wake
0: up call for the betrayer too. So as far as a uh, post-betrayal syndrome, mm-hmm. how, how do we know if we have it?
1: Yeah. You know, to answer that generally, I would tell you, we see it in health, in work, in relationships. So I, and I read you the symptoms. So those are classic, classic symptoms, but we'll see it show up in, in these ways. Like in relationships, I'll see it in one of two ways. The first way is repeat betrayal. Mm -hmm. If It's repeating faces change. You're like, what the heck? I keep going from boss to boss, to boss, friend, to friend, to friend, partner, to partner, to partner. Is it me? Yes, it is. Not that it's your fault. It's your opportunity. Mm -hmm. There is something profound you need to learn. And until, and unless you do, it's just going to get worse and worse until you get like the frying pan up to the head. Oh my gosh, that's it. I'm never going to do this. I'm never tolerating that lesson learned, right? Like with me, I mean, it was for me to enroll in this PhD program was like the first time I ever put my needs first, but it changed every, not only changed my life and my family's. I mean, now I'm, I'm thrilled to say thousands of others. So when you make that big change, everything changes. The other way we see it is in, um, you know, we put the big wall up. We're like, nope, been there, done that. That was too painful. No one's getting near me or my heart again. We think it's coming from a place of strength. It's not, that's fear, Mm -hmm. right? We see it in health where people go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related, you know, symptom, illness, condition, disease, at the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. That's why we certify doctors, coaches, healers, therapists. So, They think it's a gut issue, right? They'll go to, we have people going to the most amazing gut experts, but if that gut issue is because of an unhealed betrayal and that gut expert now is certified in the five stages, they're like, oh, of course. And they, you know, and they can just help them that much more. We see it at work too, where people go, you know, they want, they, let's say they want to ask for that razor promotion. They deserve it, but their confidence was shattered in the betrayal. So they don't have the confidence to ask and they're bitter and resentful instead, or they want to be that team player, collaborative partner, right? JV partner, but the person they most, the, they trusted the most proved untrustworthy, how can they trust that boss, that coworker, that, that partner? So it shows up everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. So as far as your, um, your upcoming book Mm -hmm. uh, from hardened to healed, what can people expect? Um, if they, you know, read this book, what can they, what can they find helpful? Yeah. What they
1: will do is absolutely get unstuck. And, and although the five stages were discovered as it relates to betrayal, I realized as I teach it, as our, our certified coaches and practitioners teach it as members within the PBT Institute talk about it, they really relate to um, any painful experience or even limiting belief that's holding you back. So trust again, you know, is such a great place to start because it maps them all out. You know, if you're really struggling, you, you'll you see so clearly the whole, you know, it's all laid out there for you. But from hardened to healed is if you know you're just stuck, like maybe even know about the five stages and you're like, well, that sounds really nice, but I can't get there because of X, Y, Z, whatever. The heart, you know, from hardened to healed is definitely for you. Or even if just like, if you're not maxed out with your level of health and abundance and level of success and, and relationships and love and all of the things that you want, if you're settling, if you feel it's, it's only for other people and not you, like that type of person, then, then the book is a perfect fit too.
0: So, well, where can they get the book? What's the date that the book would be released where people can get it and all of that? Yeah, so October 5th.
1: I have no idea when you're airing this, but October 5th is a uh, book release day. So that's just gonna be a really, really exciting day. And they can uh get they can get the book and all kinds of bonuses. Just go to the PBT as in post betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com forward slash from hardened to healed. All the book information is there. And um, we even came up with this really fun new quiz. So someone will see exactly uh, what stage they're in. And we're calling it a force of nature. Like what force of nature are
0: you? And they can just find that at healed or hardenedquiz.com. Perfect. And I will add that to the show notes as well. So people can, can just click on that. So um, as we wrap this up, is there anything that you would want the audience to know before we before we end this.
1: Yeah. You know, I I would just say, I know how painful it is. I've been there. It stinks. It, it was the most painful experience I've ever been through. And like I said, I've been through death of a loved one. I've been through disease, but the worst of it is over, over already. And you owe it to yourself to do something good with something bad. Otherwise it's just like a bad game of hot potato. You know, no, you've been through it already. And there is a version of you so healthy, so whole, so healed, so strong uh, that never would have the ability to show up had that not happened. So do the work so you can meet that
0: version of you. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. So her new book from Hardened to Healed will be out by the time of this uh, episode um, is aired. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Hey, if you love listening to the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple podcast on iTunes, go to the show and scroll to the bottom underneath ratings and reviews and click on write a review. Thanks so much for listening and tune in to our next episode.